genre. Hi, I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And I'm Norman Mitchell, and we're the hosts of Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we discuss, appreciate, and delve too deep into the Lord of the Rings Extended Editions, one minute at a time. You know there's a Balrog down there, right? It'll be fine. (laughs) Have you ever wondered about Hobbit economy or how wizards get their mail? Are you also in awe of Hugo Weaving's eyebrows? Then join us every Monday through Friday on our mission, quest, thing, only on DuelingGenre.com or wherever you get your podcasts. We solemnly swear we're up to no good. Welcome back, everyone, to Harry Potter Minute, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the Harry Potter movies one magical minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Laguna. And we have a very special guest with us today. If if you've been listening this week, you've heard me uh, talking about him. Uh, we've got Brady from Pele Media with us. Welcome, uh, welcome, Brady. Hey, thanks so much for having me on, man. I've been looking forward to this. Thanks for being here. We've been uh, we've been trying to make this work for a little while, and I'm really glad we were able to get you on the show. Yeah, we've had it uh, fall through a couple of times now, unfortunately, but... You know, as fortune would have it, I'm here. Right? It's good. And we've got some good, we've got a couple of fun minutes, I think. Yeah, very fun stuff. Definitely. Awesome. Uh, today, we're talking about minute 114 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Minute 114 starts with Snape's very dramatic head turn. And it ends with Hermione casting a curse on Neville. How rude of her. How rude. We'll talk about her. Neville. We'll talk about the curse a little bit later in this minute. Um, I love... I mean, I was disappointed. Victoria, we talked about this yesterday. A little disappointed that this line got cut in the I know, I know. Because it's it's much better to hear the whole thing together. So so yesterday, we ended with Snape saying that uh, people will think that the students are... And there's like like a good five, six seconds, this long, slow head turn. (laughs) Yeah. Up to something. Up to something. (laughs) That's... I really love his delivery. Yeah, he's... It's... it's, Alan Rickman. Yeah, and that's my first note here is Alan Rickman sad face. Is uh, Oh, I know. Yeah. It's uh you know, I last year sucked, man. I mean it was and that it was really deep. He was in last year was the worst. Right? Yeah. 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 And it's it, it's well, been about a year now. Actually the anniversary of his death just passed, like I think really? last month. Oh, I think so. Or two months ago. You know, February was, or I was looking over a list of uh, actors who had passed away in 2016, and one of them, you know, obviously was David Bowie. He, like, really kicked off the year. Uh, and I was yeah. like, this guy would have been so great to be in a, a Harry Potter movie. David Bowie just, he exists in that type of film so well. If you took him out of Labyrinth and put him in a, da- in a David Bowie movie, in a Harry Potter movie, it would work perfectly. And, uh, yeah, he definitely would. has this like ephemeral quality to him, this like larger yeah. than lifeness that I think he would. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. I know it's it's yeah, it would work. <gasps> you know, Victoria. A couple weeks ago, we were talking about how there's like characters that I wish we had seen, and one of the people that I think I I think I would have loved David Bowie as like Nikola Tesla. Not Tesla. Tesla. He was a Tesla in Prestige. Why did I? Why did I? No. Um. 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 Nicholas Flamel. 
Oh, ooh. yeah, because he's like six hundred and something. He's like this. He and he and Dumbledore are friends going way back, and it's. Hey, you know what? I like that. Here's a perfect opportunity for some great fan fiction. Just go mm. make it happen. You know. The sky's we've, the uh, we've talked a little bit about fan. We've talked right. a little bit about fan fiction on here, and like we've like thrown ideas out there, but I don't know if we're actually going to sit and write any of it. <laughs> right? There's too much. This world is so big. Like I love that there's like all the space in the in the Harry Potter universe for like branching into stuff like that. But I don't know. Yeah. My favorite. My favorite thing is that I want there to be that Netflix show about the Marauders. Oh, the Marauders! Yes, give me that. That would be great. Hey, and Netflix is like a great place to to take that. For sure. But, exactly. um, you know, it's funny. You, you mentioned the scope of the Harry Potter world and all of this. And before the movies, uh, my exposure to Harry Potter was just kind of hearing the name and a bunch of friends in high school who were like just really getting into this book series, Harry Potter. And so the only, the visual that I had was like the book covers, which didn't, you know, they weren't all that flashy. And so I would hear about how extent, how expansive the, the universe of this character was. And I just couldn't, couldn't put it together. I just couldn't really. Imagine it. And then I saw the movie and I was blown away. I mean, that was Thanksgiving 2001, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, could suddenly see what, what they were seeing in it. And it's, I don't know. I think for me, the best exposure to it for myself anyway was through the movie instead of the book. Yeah. I, um, uh-huh. I think we've gotten that for a couple people. I think, I think Kai was telling me the same thing. And, uh, Crystal Beth a few weeks ago was saying that she, she had the same thing with you. She saw the covers of the books and was like, I don't think this is going to be the kind of thing that I'm going to be interested in. And it really took like seeing the movie to kind of solidify that. Did you, um, end up going back and reading the books afterwards? I have not read a single book. Wow. I know. I know. I'd like to. No, that's okay. <laughs> Good. I hope. Uh, there's a lot. There's so much. I think we're, I think on the weekend edition, we're going to start like going through the chapters of the books because there's guess. too much. There's too much to kind of cover. We don't really have the time to cover like all the things that are different here on the show. I don't think. Yeah. Um, so I think we're going to try and do that as like a separate thing, but yeah. That would be a very cool uh, idea for a separate, separate piece. But um, yeah. What, what was y'all's uh, first impression whenever you saw the movie? I was, oh my goodness, I would have been... And were you already a fan of the book? Yeah, I had read, um, I got the first book as a gift for, like, Christmas when I was, oh my goodness, I must have been in elementary school still. And it took me a little while to get into the first book because that first chapter starts with, like, the Dursleys for, like, half that chapter. It's very dry. And, uh, sort of establishing the mundane of the muggle world before we get into all the fantastical. Yeah. And, uh... So it took me a little while to get into it, but I, I once I started reading the book, I devoured the book pretty quickly. And I think we got this, the rest of them as they came out. So I had read the first three books, I think, before this movie came out. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, being like the little, I must have been like 10, 11 when the, when the movie came out. And, and just sort of like, oh, well, they changed this and this is different. And I don't like <laughs> they did that. Like I was very kind of like, yeah. I don't want to say kind of pretentious about it for a yeah. little bit, but, but it was still one, like as soon as the movie came out, we got it and I watched it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it, it became a tradition pretty early, like just rereading the books and rewatching the movies probably every year for a long time. Do you have a preference? The books or the movies? Um, or is that a dumb question? I don't even, I... it's hard. I, I think I've at this point probably seen the movies more uh-huh. than I've read the books. I read the books a ton. I read them every year as a kid growing up, but it's been a long time. And so 
there are definitely moments where Victoria and I will talk about something. I'll be like, is that in the movie? Did that happen in the book? Like, I don't even remember. Like, it's just sort of this. It just kind of blends together. Yeah. <laughs> it is big conglomerate. It's part of one just Harry big Potter thing. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never, I, I never read. I just don't have the attention span. And I think I've read maybe like two books my entire life. One of those was, here's the shameless plug, uh, Jurassic Park, which I've read numerous times. But, I was um, just going to ask about that. I think you've talked about that on that show. Yeah, it's an awesome book. But uh, yeah, it's in the Harry Potter books. I, from what I understand, it's just it's such an easy read. You can just pick, you know, pick this you know very book up, the first one, and have no problem at all. It's just such an easy read, which I guess you know makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's intended for children, so it should be kind of easy to yeah. to breeze through. But um, she is someone who just fascinates me. Is J.K. Rowling? I mean, absolutely fascinating her story. And having like been a, a single, correct me if I'm wrong, she was a single mother who was mm-hmm. really struggling to get by, and now she's like England's number one uh, or highest paid entertainer or something like that. Yeah, yeah, which is incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And to have done all that from such a simple idea, you know, a simple children's novel about kid wizards and a school. Yeah, it's amazing. We've talked a lot about it. Like, it's it's funny because not only is it like these wizards that go to school, but they play on like a lot of the old medieval like fairy tale witch tropes, like the pointed hats and flying on brooms and using wands to cast their magic. Like, it's, it seems very silly at like a very base level. And then it grows into this really amazing, mature sort of dark thing by the end. Like the, the, she, she plays to an audience that's growing up as she's writing. Um, and so you really get to see the characters evolve, but then us as the audience, we're also growing up and sort of identifying with these characters in new ways as it adapts too. Um, every time I reread them, it was a completely different thing because of like, I don't know, me growing up or like what you learn in later books, just reshaping the context of everything else. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Well, um, you know, something else I, I made a note about is that, uh, you know, we've got a couple actors here, one of which is, you know, in like the number one movie in the world right now. Uh, and she has just sprung up and I mean, been, been consistently busy with acting ever since this first movie came out. And I don't know that we've seen River Grant. Am I saying his name right? He's done a couple, um, he's on the I think he's done a couple movies. Yeah. And then he, he did a movie with, uh, Ron Perlman called Moon. Um, moonwalkers moonwalkers i think it was moonwalkers where they like fake the moon landing like uh he's like an agent representing this band that pretends to be stanley kubrick so they can fake the moon landing for the government that's awesome i've never heard of that it's amazing it's so good i really recommend it (laughs) but yeah so so they're they're kind of doing stuff but it's not not on the same level of like what emma watson's been doing and i really like daniel ratcliffe's career everything he's been yeah keeping busy with since harry potter but uh it's it's so strange. I was talking about this with a friend last night in that, uh, you know, it's so easy for an actor to come off of their first part, especially if it's a huge part like this, uh, and be typecast. And you either never hear from them again or that's all you're ever going to hear is them trying to dodge the character that they're famous for. I know that uh, Mark Hamill was in a stage version of uh, Amadeus. And I think the poster, oh. the biggest words on the poster were Luke Skywalker. And like, come see oh, no. so Mark Hamill. That's a bummer. The Luke Scott. Yeah, exactly. But it seems like this day, it's easier for people to kind of shake that. Uh, you know, Christian Bell was very established before Batman, but I don't know if he was the household name that he was. And he's been able to just—he's I mean, already a shapeshifter as a, as an actor, mm-hmm. but he was able to kind of step aside from 
from what I think of the general audience was going to, the general public was going to associate him with. And then, uh, take somebody like, well, let's see, Elijah Wood's kind of a bad example from stepping out of Frodo Baggins because he was already established way, way, way before Lord of the Rings. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I, I, I guess he's acting for a long while. Oh yeah, long while. Um, almost his whole life, I guess. But uh, this this is just a good example of how you know, or, or how fortunate it is that these three actors didn't get typecast because they have such a wealth of talent and range. And uh, I yeah, I can't wait to see where their careers go. You know, from yeah, from where they are right now. Have you guys seen? I Beauty think the they. Beauty? I haven't seen it yet. Uh, no. Yeah, me neither. A I little wish. behind. Right, it's supposed to be really good. I've heard so many good things about yeah, it. Yeah, Beating the Beast was like one of my favorites as a little girl. And, oh, really? Uh, I really want to go see it with my mom, and I just haven't been able to come up with a plan or a time to, yeah. <laughs> to go do that. <laughs> well, um, that's about all I have for this minute. How about you guys? Um, I still have, I still have some notes. We still have a, a good bit of stuff after this conversation with Snape. Um. Okay. So Snape leaves after he he says that they're some would think they're up to something. Actually, Victoria, yesterday, yes, um, I asked you when he says <laughs> when he says that people will think that they're up that they should be careful mm-hmm. because some people will think that they're up to something. Mm-hmm. Um, it almost feels like he knows what they're going to do, definitely. or that he knows that they're planning. Oh, definitely. It's sort of like he's in on it, that he's just like... like it's like yeah. it's like an inside joke and Harry's not in on it. It's no, hilarious. <laughs> Harry doesn't realize that Snape's kind of on their side here. Yeah, he's like literally saying be careful in a, a good way. Like literally yeah. be careful. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Not not like a veiled threat like, oh, you better be careful. Like because, he's the, uh, I'm the bad guy and you're going to come across me later. I, like, I'll see you later. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, which I think is really interesting. Um, but it leads Harry to immediately make the decision, like, we're going to have to go through the trapdoor tonight. Yeah. Um, and then we actually cut to, uh, we cut to, um, a shot outside the castle at night, which I think is really pretty. And you can see some lights on in one of the towers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it sort of pans so that, that that light in the tower is right in the middle of the screen. And then we cut to inside the tower, which I think is cool. So this tower is Gryffindor Tower here. Yes. Which I think is cool. It's like never. It's hard to establish yeah, it's kind where of things are now. from the outside shots of Hogwarts because mm-hmm. it's just this big labyrinthian sort of castle. Yeah, so we see them sneaking out of a uh, out of Gryffindor Castle, coming downstairs. They uh, they said that they were going to go through the trapdoor tonight, and now they're putting the plan in motion. Yeah, they've already gotten in trouble. I don't know a couple of times for being out of bed after hours mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's do it again and <laughs> it's not even a big deal now nope not a big deal anymore um but we see trevor the toad the frog toad is he a toad he's a toad right animagus oh my goodness <laughs> did we talk about him being uh come on the, the toad being like his <laughs> uncle or something his great uncle aggie <laughs> that was his punishment for throwing him out the window yeah yeah we talked about that <laughs> at least he bounced that worked out but what if he didn't? Yeah. Uh, I have a note that says that I really love Neville's teddy bear PJs. <laughs> right? He's just so juvenile. Have you seen him, like, post Harry Potter? Yes. Good oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah, yes, he's, he, he really grows up a lot over the course of... Uh, yeah. Even over the course of this, there's a couple, there's, there's at least one moment, like, between movies when you come back from, like, from one to the other, and I'm like, oh my god, you're, you're so like, different. Yeah. You're the same kid. Yeah, exactly. It's like, something, something's different here. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Uh, 
puberty was very nice to him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks like Daniel Radcliffe, it looks like he may have aged like a year or two. But, mm-hmm. you know. You, you look at this guy. Yeah, you look at this guy and it's like, what the hell? So. <laughs> but, yeah, he feel, he filled out a lot more than uh, Daniel Radcliffe Absolutely. Did. <laughs> uh, so the exterior shots of Hogwarts. Uh, do you know if those, if that's CG or if those are miniatures? Yeah, it's a it's a model that they it's built. A, it's only a model. It's only yeah. Oh. Victoria likes that joke. Uh, it's a model, but it's like a big model. I think it's like what what did we say? It's like almost the size of a football field. It's like a yeah, big it's, it's huge, a big piece of the studio big. space so, that's dedicated to this. Bigotures in that with Peter Jackson dubbed larger. Yeah, pieces. yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. Have you guys been to um, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter? No, we've been talking about it, and I think we're going to try and plan a trip at some point, but we haven't been up there yet. I would love to go. I think it would be amazing. I'm, yeah. like, dying to go. You should go. It is incredible. It is absolutely incredible. The, the use of, their use of a forced perspective on Hogwarts is, like, you are literally standing at the foot of a mountain looking up at it. And granted, it's huge. Don't get me wrong, but it's, uh, I mean, they, they just knocked it out of the park with their whole design of the entire area. I mean, every every little detail. There's, like mold on the window seal and wow. just, it goes yeah down to just minute details uh they did a really good job of it so yeah if you get a chance you can call it a research trip and maybe write it off in your taxes so yeah i would love that that'd be great yeah. there we go there you go Wait, is that even possible <laughs> if, if that was a possibility work expenses yeah. why why didn't i know the sooner right. <laughs> oh man we'll have to we'll have to make it we'll have to make a trip of it that would be really cool yeah so so Neville Neville says that he's not going to let them through and that he's going to fight them. He like puts up his dukes and uh and I love Neville with his hands up like yeah. he's going to fight. It's funny. He's so adorable. And then and then we've got Hermione with her uh, with her wand. Yeah. I love uh, her. She's apologizing before she even does it. She's like, "Look, sorry about this dude." <laughs> yep. Like going- she doesn't want to. Right. Uh this is there was a deleted scene that happened a couple weeks ago that I don't think we talked about Victoria oh. in which uh, Neville has been cursed by, by Malfoy and he's got the leg locker curse on him. So he's like yeah. hopping through the hopping great around. hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Hermione's the one who knows the counter curse, but then she doesn't, they end up leaving before she actually performs it. So now it's kind of, uh, it's kind of ironic here that now instead of she's helping him, it. she's using this against him. She's using the full body bind curse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor Neville. You know, if she knew what he was going to grow up to be, she wouldn't have done that. You don't think so? <laughs> <laughs> Of course not. They could have taken it with them. Of course not. Yeah, that's true. It was kind of meant to be. Yeah, he could have helped him with, with the, with the venom, ven- venomous tentacular. Do you think he has a, an interest in herbology already at this point? He doesn't. Well, we don't know. Movies. We haven't gotten enough of him. No, we haven't really gotten a lot in the of movie. This movie. You're, so you're right. for all you know, he could totally like already be into it. Maybe. Probably. That's his thing. That's his calling. Yeah. yeah. Too bad we never got Harry Potter the college years where we could have found. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I would love. I would love like older Saved by the Bell, the college years. Yes, I was about to say I'm like cue the cheesy like yeah. uh, theme music and that <laughs> awful font and you know just all of that. Yeah, God, just oh. imagine. Wow, uh, I wonder. would I would want not want to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love Saved by the Bell, but the college years, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so you're familiar with that? The college yes. Years. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> we won't address it. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, I I have two little notes before we're done this minute. Um, little notes? Yeah. The Petrificus Totalis, it's a swish and flick, like when Guardian Leviosa is. Right. That she uses. And then uh, 
I don't know exactly how they do it, but when Neville freezes up, there's sort of this like kind of a wave of texture like a, that goes I want to say him. like a shimmer. Yeah, to his body before like, he it locks makes up. him look like he's stone for a second. That was mm-hmm. So cool. It kind of reminds. Yeah, me. it's. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say it just happens for like a moment, but yeah, and then he fades away to like skin color. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, it's very. Oh, very, poor very, Neville. Yeah, I would assume that that would not be very comfortable. No, I don't think so. He's gonna hit the hard. He's gonna hit the ground hard. Oh my goodness! That's tomorrow, though. Yes, I have a question about that, but uh, yeah, I'll save it for tomorrow. Cool. Yeah. Okay. All right. I think uh, I think that was everything I had. That's yeah, it. that's the end of the minute. How do you guys feel? That's it for me, man. Uh, I like it. I like it. I like my first uh, day here at Harry Potter Minute. It's been a hell of an experience so far. Looking yeah, we're glad to have you. Uh, hopefully, we can have you back tomorrow. Absolutely, I'll be Wrap here. Up the week. Awesome. Sounds good. Uh, let people know where they can find you, Brady. Well, you can find uh, my show Goonies Minute uh, wherever premium content podcasts are found. Uh, we also just finished finished uh, Jurassic Park Minute and Ghostbusters Minute about six months ago. So those shows are still out there if you want to go catch them. And we do a weekly Patreon episode at patreon.com slash Pele Media. And we've got a really cool one coming up Saturday. I'm not going to uh, – well, actually, you know what? This will have happened already. Yeah. Okay. We'll scratch the <laughs> smooth Brady. <laughs> but yeah, we have a, a Patreon account at patreon.com slash media with all kinds of really cool content you can go check out. So that's where I'm yeah, at. Yeah. I'm a patron over there. There's some really great, uh, you guys, some really great stuff that go up over there. It's uh, one of my favorite weekend editions to listen to. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Cool. Uh, you guys can find us at, uh, on iTunes as well, uh, as, um, Patreon. We also have a weekend edition that we do called The Quibbler every weekend, so you can find us over there. And uh, join us tomorrow for minute 115 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, Brady, we like to wrap up every episode by saying mischief managed. Would you be uh, open to doing that with us? Yes, sir. Sure thing. All right. Mischief, mischief managed. managed. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I was close. Maybe I'll get it tomorrow.